For we carry about the treasure in this earthen vessel, so that the excellency of the power may be from God and not from us. Hey, Larry here, Acts 29 today, coming to you from somewhere in the world. I want to welcome you to this edition where we will be talking about some concluding things of Fruitless in Seattle. Welcome. Little technical difficulties here <laughs> in the in the studio today, as I'm still here uh, operating by myself, doing everything. <clears throat> but that's okay. No problem. So today, I just want to just do a kind of a conclusion to uh, the Mark IV series on Fruitless in Seattle or a city near you. And there really is no conclusion to, 
to all this. It goes on and on and on. But uh, <clears throat> because I'm going to go on to some new things next time, I need to uh, conclude this just very simply by saying that, you know, the strategy of the enemy is that believers produce no fruit at all. That's, that's his strategy. And there's, of course, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, mildness, long-suffering, and all that, which we continue to grow in. And then there's the fruit that we produce through leading people to Jesus, healing, deliverance, you know, all of the, the stuff that God has for people that we would deliver that to them. And so the real issue here was not even really that that they not get to the other side in the boat. Of course, he tried to stop them with a storm because he immediately came to steal the word, which Jesus had planted in them. Let's go to the other side. But more than them just getting to the other side, now that they're the other side, what happens? This is where the real power play comes in. And so what Satan was trying to stop all along was that the madman of Gadara not be delivered of the demons, not, not get back in his right mind and be healed. That was, that was what Satan was really trying to stop because that was the fruit of getting to the other side. So here's a little thing that is uh, <clears throat> in First Peter. I think it's around 5, 7, where he talks about casting all of your care upon him, upon Jesus, because he cares for you. And it's interesting here that this care, and in the Amplified, it's, it's defined, but it's, uh, you know, that word care means distraction. Casting all of your distractions upon him. Getting rid of all the anxieties, all the cares, distractions. All of these things that get in the way of us producing fruit. And then you remember where the verse, where it says the devil goes about as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but he goes about as a roaring lion. You know, every day is Halloween for him. So he goes about as a roaring lion, devouring whom he may devour. Devouring those whom he may devour. Well, who, who are the ones who, whom he may devour? It's the ones who have not cast their distractions and anxieties and cares upon the Lord. They're still caught up in the, in the storm, the cares, the anxieties, the distractions. And they're the ones that the devil can, can, can destroy. 
because they haven't cast those upon the Lord. So we saw how, you know, of course, in the storm, they, they lost the mission completely. It became about their survival. And uh, then we looked at the types. The treasure was Christ, and earthen vessels was the boat. And really, Jesus is a type in this picture of our new man, our spiritual reborn man. Uh, and, and, and he was asleep in the boat. He was asleep in the midst of the storm. So our spirit man is not all caught up in these anxieties and cares. So he's, our spirit man is well aware that God's in control. But because we don't listen and go to the spiritual side of things, <clears throat> and we let the body and the senses and the carnality dictate to us, what's really going on by what we see, hear, and feel. So the issue was to stop the fruit that was going to come from this madman of Gadara because he was famous in the area. He was in Decapolis, the, the area in the middle of those 10 cities, and he wanted to go with Jesus, and Jesus said, no, you go and you tell what wonderful things God has done for you today. You go and tell. So there's, there's the fruit. Now it's going out to reproduce more fruit. Multiply and become fruitful. Fruitful and multiply. See, there's a lot in this about multiplication. And that's a whole nother a whole nother deal. So if we stop and we give up somewhere along the way, or we get caught up in all these other things, then the word can become completely fruitless in our life, not produce anything. So let's talk for a minute about the seed in the fruit. God created uh, the seed in the fruit and in Genesis 1, way back there in Genesis 1, 11 and 12, he talks about, let the earth bring forth vegetation and the veg, you know, the vegetation would have seed of its own kind, reproduce after its own kind, the seed in the fruit, reproducing. So God, in His wisdom, put seed in the fruit, so that this could go on and on and on. It's perpetual fruitfulness. He created the fruit with the the reproduction process inside of the fruit so that it would reproduce again. And that's that's the power of God. 
to keep this cycle going. It's, it's an endless, perpetual, fruit-bearing process. So you could trace the orange in your hand today, you could trace it all the way back to creation. The very first orange tree that was created and then the fruit of that orange on the tree were seeds that propagated another orange tree. So that's, you know, extremely important. So it's kind of like this. You, you can count the number of seeds in one apple, but you cannot count the number of apples in that one seed. Because one seed alone, you have no idea of how many apples is already inside of that seed. And if it's planted and becomes fruitful, then you have a harvest when that, when that tree becomes mature. We had two, two or three apple trees in my front yard when I was a kid. And in Washington State, apples are famous for growing there. They have a tremendous apple harvest and grow a lot of apples in Washington State. So we had these three apple trees. And these things would get so many apples on them that we'd have to put two-befores up from the ground to hold up the limbs or it would break the limbs off the tree. And they produced like this for 30 years that I know of. And they all came, and those three trees came from three seeds. And, and then there's a, a thing about some distractions when, uh, when the master set the table and prepared the feast and they went out to invite people to the feast. Now, you know, these distractions were not like sin. Uh, you know, one said he bought some land. Well, that's nothing wrong with buying some land, right? Another one said he had a body yoke of oxen and another one had taken a wife. So these aren't like horrible bad things that they were doing that was distracting them. The issue is, is, is the land or the oxen or the family affairs, are they distracting us away from coming to the table and dining with God? Come away, my beloved. You know that's one of the words for the hour. Come away with me. Come away with me. And these people said, well, thanks for the invitation, but I'm busy. Kind of the Martha and Mary story. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha was busy doing all kinds of stuff, distracted. And the treasure was in the house. She was distracted by doing many other things. And... Jesus said, well, Mary has chosen the best to set at my feet. So, you know, people get all caught up in a lot of doing 
uh, but not so much in being and sitting at his feet and learning and fellowshipping and worshiping. And the master said about those that they would not eat at his from his table. So, uh, you know, people think like uh, they used to have this hair stuff called Brill Cream. <laughs> it was nasty stuff. <laughs> it was kind of a slick look, kind of gel stuff. And, uh, you know, you put it in your hand and rubbed it around and then you put it in your hair and it was, it was nasty stuff. But the tagline was a little dabble do ya. Well, that's, that's what these people think. Uh, they think a little dab, you know, of God will do them. And so, you know, they think a Sunday morning snack once a week is going to, uh, you know, is going to do the job. They think that, that, you know, that their spirituality being a hobby instead of a way of life is is enough. You know, they they got their ticket and uh, they got a ticket to ride. And the rest of the time, they're going to do whatever they want. You know, and they show up on Sunday morning basically out of fear that if they don't, you know, they may get and have some problems. Well, they got some big problems already because a little dab of Jesus is not going to do you. So we are called to serve from the master's table. And that's what Jesus did. He came with the kingdom and he was serving people from the master's table. They needed deliverance. He said, yeah, that's available. And he delivered it. The blind man, he said, he said, what do you want? Well, it was obvious the guy was blind, but he still asked him, what do you want? Blind man said, I want, I want my sight. And Jesus said, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's available here at the table. Receive your sight. You know. At the master's table, everything is available. Everything is available to us as believers. It's already ours. But we have to decide, you know, if, if, if we're going to walk in that or not. Because we can walk in what the body tells us or we can walk in what the Bible tells us. So the madman of Gadara goes out and he tells what great things Jesus has done for him. Imagine the, the seed was planted in the madman of Gadara and now he goes out and he's telling everybody the great things that God has done for him. The amount of fruit that was born out of that one, one-time event. 
So basically, you know, every one of us can tell people what great things he has done for us. It's our testimony. There's nothing as strong in our lives as our own personal testimonies. And that's planting seeds. Just telling people what great things God has done for us. How he saved us, how he delivered us, how he healed us. That's, that's just the simplest way there is to get the seed out and planted. And, you know, some will, some will get stolen right after it's planted. Uh, you know, others, the cares of the world, will come in and choke it out. But some of that seed will produce 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. And then those seeds will also produce some more fruit. So it's being multiplied now. And because there's seeds in the fruit. So with my mother, her case, because she uh, pressed in pressed into God, got away from the cares and distractions. And I mean, she was 100% into God. I was there and I saw it. She was doing the dishes and the Bible was propped up on the windowsill in the kitchen window. And she was, she was doing dishes And looking at the Word, reading the Word, while she was doing dishes. <laughs> because this woman had something that she desired more than anything else in the world, and that was the salvation of her husband and her two boys. And she was going to stop at nothing until that became visible. And that's a whole other story. I wrote all about it on, uh, you can find that on Acts 29 Today books on my on Facebook. But his mother believes he is. That's the whole story of how she, how she, uh, God led her uh, to do that. So because of her, then my dad got saved and he was over 50 when he got saved I think he was around 52 or something and uh, you couldn't keep him quiet about Jesus with a muzzle you know I mean that guy talked about Jesus anywhere everywhere that he ever went and um uh, and he used to, he used to, he was a wood carver, and so he sold a lot of his wood carvings in mall shows and stuff like that. So he he met a lot, a lot of people, and he had a lot, a lot of fruit in his life. My brother, uh, he got saved. 
and that changed his life radically. And there was a lot of fruit that came from him. And the people that he touched in his life, even though he passed away when he was when he was 52. But he got saved early on. Or, you know, when he was in his probably... He was probably in his early 30s, I suppose, when, when he got, you know, really touched by God and got saved. And then there's me... And, uh, you know, remains to be seen if there was any, any fruit at all from my life. But, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying. So from my mother's planting the seed, it has multiplied how many times and how far it's gone. Only God knows. Only God knows. So, so the issue is, you know, he's called us to produce fruit. And when he talks in John, I think it's 15, about the, you know, he's the vine, you are the branches. And you bear fruit. And then there's the pruning process. One pruning is for um, there's a pruning to get rid of wrong things in our lives, to be pruned out of our lives. There's another pruning, uh, even when we're producing fruit, so that we can produce more fruit. And sometimes, you know, I mean, you, ha you have a good ministry, you're doing a lot of good stuff, and everything's going well, there's fruit, and then all of a sudden everything just dries up, you know, just dries up. And, you know, you wonder where the yellow went, you know, when you brush your teeth with Pepsodent. But, uh, you know, you wonder what's going on, you know, things were going so good and, and all this. Well, God's just putting the brakes on and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to take you not only to another level, but I want to take you to another dimension where more things can open up, more fruit can be produced because your life is capable of producing more fruit than you're producing now. So we're going to trim you back and prune you back so that you will produce more and richer fruitage. And so, you know, we've got all these things going on and happening in our lives and stuff. So it's, uh, you know, it's an amazing, an amazing, amazing thing that we're involved in. But, you know, it is all good. And uh, so I'm going to uh, kind of conclude... Uh, Mark 4 and next we're gonna go to Hey Jude
So from Larry X29 today, I'm going to walk on and I'll actually have a, a new song for the next series. So until then, God bless and I'll see you next time. Bye bye.